0: Welcome to the Family Rules Podcast. This is episode one of hopefully a lot of episodes where we're going to talk about family, relationships, marriage, and everything we've learned along the years.
1: And how to get through it all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's me, TJ Jackson, and with me is my wife, Frances Jackson. Hello, all. And we are going to have some fun and hopefully improve your relationship with your partner and with your kids. That's the goal of this entire podcast. So we hope you find it informative and enjoyable.
1: We'll do our best.
0: Okay. So this is episode one, Francis, and we are going to discuss seven rules to a healthy, happy, and successful relationship with your partner. So we are going to tell the listeners seven things that we feel is imperative to have a great relationship We did some research, but primarily we're going to go off of our own personal experience and talk about us.
1: Yes, what has helped us through 20 plus years of our relationship. And parenting.
0: And parenting, of course. But I have to say, I love you more today than I I think I've ever loved you. Really? I do. That's so sweet. I I feel the same, honey. I mean that. It's pretty cool. It is, and I would have never predicted that. Me either. So, for all of you who are newlyweds... Stay strong, stay in there and listen to these seven rules and it will get even better.
1: And there's many more, but I think these are our top 7.
0: Yes. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. All right. So, rule number 1, respect.
1: That is so important.
0: You have to, you have to respect your partner in every way you possibly can. From what you are telling them to how you're treating them to in every way you just have to respect your your partner and if you don't respect your partner um, not only is it unhealthy for your partner but it's unhealthy for your relationship and it's unhealthy for your child to see what an unhealthy relationship looks like Um, so please people respect your partner even if you don't agree with them you got to respect them don't call them crazy names don't belittle them don't you know just treat your person your partner with respect
1: yeah that's i mean for us you know you're you're gonna have disagreements you're gonna argue um you know th- those are all things that you know happen in relationships mm-hmm. but at the same time i also feel like there's a way to communicate without calling each other names or getting heated and you know, give yourself that space. If it's getting too heated and you're getting angry and you feel like you're about to do something that you would probably regret and don't mean, walk away. Give it time. Um, but that's our number one thing. We have never called each other names. Playfully, yes, but never seriously. Yes. You know, respect each other and the be- the belittling. That's, that's right up there with the respect, you know, give each other that that respect to hear each side
0: and 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 before we move on to the next important rule i think it's important to say abuse of any kind whether it's physical emotional or verbal abuse is never okay
1: not acceptable at all
0: and and no one should feel that that is acceptable or that it's okay there's no yeah but he does this for me or yeah but she does that no abuse of any kind is not okay. If that happens, then it's time to strongly consider exiting the relationship. Um, You know, there's obviously different levels of abuse. And if it ever gets to the point where you fear for your life, then you may have to take more drastic measures, you may have to reach out to friends to help you through this situation. Um, and it may even require law enforcement, but at any point, if you feel there's abuse again, physical, emotional, or verbal abuse, that is not okay.
1: And let your partner know that right away, you are not going to stand for that.
0: Love it. Okay. So we talked about respect and, and we kind of segued a bit in the discussion of respect on the second rule. And that is communication. Um, and that's proper communication. There's there's different types of communication, but proper communication is very important. We have to talk to our partners, no matter how much we don't want to at times.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have to be able to discuss with our partners and listen to our partners when they need us to listen to them. Um, it this-
1: kind of goes back to respect. Absolutely.
0: Because a lot
1: of times, you know, we we are assuming that the other person knows how we feel. You need to be able to discuss and and communicate your thoughts and your feelings. I know some people suppress it. Um, I feel like women were pretty good at this. What would you say, you know, as far as communication, how men feel about it?
0: I know it's not on the, you know, at the top of the list for men. I don't think most men are naturally communicators or don't care to communicate now there are many men that do Um, I'm one where I think it's a little bit more difficult to communicate and it's not because I don't want to you know make my partner you happy it's just it's not something that really comes natural I'm, a, I'm an introverted kind of person who likes to just think you know and but but i have to i have to give a bit and I have to be respectful to the importance of communication for you and and i think it's an important message to share with everyone that although your partner may not be the most communicative you have to try to uh you know and you also have to work with them you know, and, and, you know, I'm sure I could be a better communicator. but
1: Yes, he could.
0: But you understand mm-hmm. that and, and you work with me on it.
1: You yeah. Know? I, I feel like we've really worked on that because in the beginning that was a bit of an issue for us. Um, like I said, don't assume that they know how you're feeling or what you're thinking. Try to convey your message, again, in a respectful way and work on it.
0: And another important thing when it comes to communication is you don't have to agree with everything. Um, but you should listen. You have to listen. And you have to try to see where they are coming from. You know, you, I'm not. we are not telling you to listen and, and abide by everything a person tells you. But listen and try to understand where they're coming from. Show them that respect when they are communicating with you. And your relationship will be a lot healthier and stronger. Um anything else you wanted to oh another thing you gotta you gotta take the high road you can't you can't be little you know i think
1: that's a learned behavior that's a learned thing that we do is taking the high road because you know egos get in the way you know and you want to be able to like like you know walk away sometimes if you are feeling you're getting heated again getting your message across come back to it later if you need to
0: and we always talk about it how or I do, how ego is the enemy. And I think that's helped, you know? So if anyone, because ego is a real, I'm happy you brought that point out. When there's arguments, people want to be right. Mm-hmm. It's a natural human instinct to want to be right. And if you can kind of slow down your ego and-, and Don't let
1: s- the message get lost in that.
0: Well, yeah, you, you have to see the value in, in being wrong and the value in wanting to be better. And if you could do that, you will be more open to finding the best resolution for you as a team and you as a family. So, um, you know, disagreements are very normal. Arguments are normal. You know, I don't want to say normal, but they happen. You they know? Absolutely. But happen. it should never get to the point where it graduates into a fight. And there is a big difference between a disagreement and argument. Crossing over to the fighting lines, and yes. and that's something that should not happen.
1: You're a team. You don't want to fight. You can disagree, but fighting should never. You know, arguing is okay, but know that you're a team, and you work together.
0: And you you have to be again. You have to be open with your partner. If something is bothering you, um, if something they are doing is bothering you, bothering you, you have to say it. Um, you have to. You have to. No matter how much you think it's going to hurt or offend. Your partner, you have to be open with them. That's a big, big, big piece of communication. Because if you're not, it's going to bubble itself up at some point or another, where it could have, you know, more dire consequences and and have more of a fraction in your relationship. Um, finally, t- tell your tell your partner you love them. Express it to Often. them. Often. Let them know that you love them. That's another important thing. Don't take that for granted. We all need to hear that we are loved, that we are appreciated, and that's a big important piece to this in in, in our role of communication.
1: But don't just say it. Show them that you love them. There's simple yes. little gestures you can do. Don't just say it. Show them.
0: I'm going to add one more little tidbit because that was a great way to end, but I think I have to add this. Go for it. It's also important to for, for those who may not like to talk, you can do it with your phone. You can communicate with an email, a text message.
1: Just that you're thinking about them.
0: Although it's not as effective, it's still very powerful. I know when I receive a a, a text message from you saying, Good morning, love, it makes me happy. It makes my heart feel good. And I know when you receive those on a daily basis, <laughs> several times a day. He's got your,
1: jokes, you guys.
0: <laughs> your heart just goes nuts and, and pitter patter. <laughs> So anyway, to wrap the communication up, communication is very important. And and it's it's an ongoing thing that you can always work on and get better at. So embrace that, um, but really respect the role of communication in a healthy relationship.
1: Well said, my love.
0: Number three is trust. You have to trust your partner.
1: Absolutely. This is one that I have to say that I struggled with in the beginning. Because I let my past, you know, come into our relationship because there was so little trust, you know, in my, my first marriage that I, I had a a bit of a struggle and I feel like it took me a good five years to, to really, you know, trust you, mm. you know, I, have you ever had trust issues?
0: I never did. I don't know why. I, I don't. I never really harped on it. I never really thought of it. I never really—I don't know. I never spent my time there mentally. I don't know why. Um, I just never did, you know. So I—I I don't know. I—I—I I, I think my thinking pattern is a little different than most men. I—I'm one of those that—that that I feel like my partner or the person I am with. If they don't want to be with me, then then I'm not going to be with them. I'm not. I
1: feel the same way.
0: I'm I... not going to hinder them, and if they want to be go elsewhere, then they can go elsewhere. Yeah. You know, and and, um, you know, it, it depends on how I feel with how I deal with that. You know, to be honest, um, I am not for open relationships. I'm not saying that, but oh
1: I, no, he's not. But,
0: but I want I want you to be completely happy, and if you would. I don't feel this would happen, especially at this point of our relationship. But if early on in our relationship, you felt like you wanted to be elsewhere, I'm going to try to figure out what's wrong and see if there's a way to fix it. But I was never that kind of person that would, would, you know, throw out the red carpets and beg you on my knees to come back. Because if you made that decision, especially you, knowing the kind of person you are, you're a methodical, you're a thinker. So if you got to there, then maybe it just wasn't meant to be. I'm, I kind of believe that way. And I don't know if that's normal for men. Um, I know there's a lot of men who are very possessive. Um, and I and I have a bit of that. But it's never got to the point where I felt like it's, you know, really interfered with my mentality or my day.
1: Yeah, I think for me and the trust issues came, like I said, because there was so much betrayal you know, in the beginning of my life. So when I met you, I was, I couldn't believe that, you know, you were, you know, who you were and you were this great guy who, you know, finally, I believed that you would never hurt me in that way.
0: Yeah. And and here's another important thing. Um, Besides, you know, cheating and stuff like that, your partner should be the person you can trust for everything. They have to be the person that has your back, uh, the person that you could tell them anything in anything. this world, and and that partner you have to be able to feel that in your soul with your partner. And if you don't get there, talk to them, start opening up, tell them what you, how you feel, tell them about intimate moments you had, not probably not sexual intimate moments, mm-hmm. but talk mm-hmm. to them about personal experiences from your whole entire life. Once you do that, if you're with a solid person, they're going to respect that and they're going to take care of that information they received. And that's how you build trust. You know, you could build more and more trust than you've ever imagined possible by being open. And And for anyone who's the receiving end of that information, respect that position and and be honorable and and, and respect the, the, the vulnerability your partner um, showed in telling you. Anything else? I like it. All right. So we are on number four. Um, And number four is mutual intimacy.
1: This is a pretty important one. Why? Um, Because I feel like, you know, it's hard because I know for, I'll speak for women. Women need a connection to be on that level with their husbands. So
0: men don't.
1: (laughs) Men do not. No. So it's like if there was an argument in the day or the day before and you're not feeling as connected, most women, and I'm not going to speak for all, but for me, I need that connection. And that's the last thing that I'm thinking about. But as for you, you may just, it, it's almost, a, no, I don't want to say almost. It is a necessity. Yes, for men
0: well and and here's the thing i shouldn't have said all, all men it, obviously most men and i'm going to be making this mistake throughout this podcast and it's pr- part of me being sarcastic but yeah, whenever he, I he's say, good
1: at that you guys
0: whenever i say men don't always know it's all most men not all men yeah um but i, I will say this as a man i do like intimacy uh, i do enjoy those experiences and days and then I, I think it's important um, as a man, it's, I really believe it's how we are constructed. We are, you know, reproduction machines. So, <laughs> hey, that sounded cool.
1: TJ's got jokes.
0: <laughs> so I, I just think it's a, it's an important thing, and, and I don't think it's fair for your partner and it's right for your partner to ever withhold that or to use that as, as punishment as a punishment or as a source of power
1: yes that is
0: not okay that's like you know if, if you're the if you're a man in a relationship and you are you know out there working your butt off and stuff and then you tell your wife uh you're not eating today <laughs> how how wrong would that be so I obviously understand for all the women, female listeners, you got to be respected. I'm not saying you have to do everything your your absolutely not. husband yeah. or or boyfriend or or spouse tells you you have to do.
1: It's we're just trying to convey that that is a very important part of a relationship.
0: Yeah, because if it's not, and here's another thing: if it's not, if it's not given properly or freely, men will find it somewhere. It's one of those things, and it's this. Most men, again, there we go, most men. But for those who are still being um, true or or respectful, they are not going to be as happy as they should be. And not only is that going to interfere with their happiness, it's going to interfere with your marriage and it's going to interfere with them as a parent, with their job, with with everything. So I'm not trying to tell females that you have to give it up. I'm not saying that. I just feel you have to come together and, and understand the importance of that for, for both parties, let alone me as a male. Yes.
1: Um,
0: and again, and here's another thing, and, and I have to be careful in, in saying this. Um, if you're underage, please plug your ears. <laughs> but sex provides a connection. absolutely you know and and there's nothing human nature it's human nature and there's nothing wrong with that you know connection it's an extra point of connection Um, and I'm not just saying physically I'm saying emotionally
1: it's just extremely important for the relationship
0: and and here's another thing we have to add since we're talking about this if if it's difficult for you to to have sexual or intimate moments with your partner whether it's because of a a, 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 past a past experience, that's something that you have to invest in to figure out and improve and get through, or, or navigate through, I should say. Because
1: that's I, we understand that that can be extremely difficult.
0: Yeah, and I don't want people to feel that you know I'm saying to ignore that, and right. and as a male, I have to be, we have to be open to that and respectful of that and and help you get through that those times and and it's going to require patience and it's going to require you know um giving in at points and and understanding and excusing that's very important to do but never should it be just off the table completely in my opinion
1: absolutely
0: moving on um, the importance of cohesive parenting um, before having children you should be on the same page with what your parenting style is going to be and what you believe in as a parent um, are you what kind of discipline are you going dis- to subscribe to are you going to be just completely free parents where your kids can do whatever they want with no bedtimes and you know figure all that out what your religious you know schedule going going to be what is um, the activity for your children? What do you what do you want? What Don't leave these questions to after the child is born and after there are in these moments.
1: Something we try to do is we try to not discuss our um, disagreements in front of the kids. We try our hardest. Have Absolutely. we done it before? Absolutely um not lately we've been good with that because
0: we've matured into that we've
1: really yeah it's it hasn't been an issue lately but what
0: time out it was never an issue we got to clarify that but but now it just doesn't happen there will be times you
1: learn you mature out of that and realize like we were talking about egos in the beginning you know it has to do with i'm gonna be right you know don't tell you know the child that you have to step away and do that Separately, not yeah. in front of the child. The, when the kids see that the parents are a team, it, it gives them a sense of confidence. It, feel, it makes them feel safe.
0: Even if they don't agree with the punishment, it, it makes them feel like um, they're part of a unit. And yeah. and that's because there's been times where I felt whether your punishment or your the consequences you gave a child was either too light or too severe, and what I, what do I do? I'll, I may give her an eye, you know, like a, he
1: gives an eye for sure, <laughs>
0: or like a facial expression. But never will I say that's not right, Francis. That's not you can't do that, especially in front of the child. If if you have if you disagree with something, you gotta support your parent, your your partner, and then later out of the, the, the child's area, once all the, you know, all, you've calmed down, which you should always be calm before, um, you know, deciding a consequence or punishment, but later discuss it. I thought, you know, I thought that was a little too too rough.
1: And we have done that to where, you know, you've, you've made, um, you know, you've given a punishment or a consequence and we've come together later and I felt like maybe it was a bit too harsh And you're okay. We're both okay with changing that. And then we involve the child in that. This is why we're changing it. Mommy and daddy have spoken about it. And this is what we're going to do moving forward.
0: And and although that does happen where we will change punishment, I do recommend it's not recommended. When you say a punishment, it should be the punishment. Therefore, it's incredibly important to calm down, to relax, and to think before you issue out that punishment. Don't let the heat of the moment add add to the punishment. You know, but
1: sometimes it does.
0: It does. Sometimes and and I, it does. And I'm a believer that uh, punishment or consequences are more effective when it's soon after the the violation. I do I do subscribe to that. But what trumps that is a is an even keeled head and um, coolness. So relax. If you have to take the night to think about what it should be, then issue out the the consequence. I think that's not only important for parenting, um, but everything, even relationships, and even with a big job decision. Very true. If you have, if you, if your boss is upset at you, or you're upset at the boss, don't don't react out of emotion. It's 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 most likely not going to be a response you are going to be proud of. If you have to take a day to think about it, to cool down and then say, you know what, I've been thinking this isn't for me and um, it's time to tell my boss, then do it. But don't make that decision in time. Let your body cool down. Let your emotions relax and then you'll come to a, a more educated and, and more wise decision. Anything else?
1: Sounds good to me.
0: All right. So we have the next one coming up, the next family rule for a healthy happy and successful relationship with your partner and this is a big one this is a financial equality I as most of my listeners know I always grew up never thinking I'd get married um, never cared about it and I grew up in a wealthy family um, who was surrounded by divorce and most of the divorces weren't the prettiest at least for my you know childhood eyes I, I didn't I never had a real positive experience with with uh, the conclusion of relationships, if I should say, and therefore I was so anti-marriage, and oftentimes it was there was always some type of financial battle or dispute or disagreement, which is a normal thing in divorce. But I think it's super important to, and and I guess it depends on the situation. But for the vast, vast, vast majority, is to be completely. On the same page financially. I don't necessarily believe in um, prenups. If you have to do a prenup, then there's probably already a trust issue. That's just the honest truth. Now, In the case of when you are inheriting a certain amount of money and you don't know the person, I'd rather you be with that person for 10 years to really know the heart of that person and then decide to get married without a prenup than rushing into a marriage in a year with the prenup always hanging around in the head.
1: Was that ever an issue for you? No. Maybe when you were younger.
0: Well, you know what?
1: Well, you weren't even thinking I about marriage. I wasn't thinking about it. You yeah. know,
0: I didn't think about marriage until about seven, six, seven years into our relationship. Yeah. And by then, I was already committed to you in every sense of the way. And another thing is, I'm not a financially greedy person. Not at all. I'm not. I'm As long as I got a roof, clothes, and, and the internet, <laughs> um, I, I'm good. I don't need the expensive cars, homes, and, and I... Maybe it's just me maturing into this, but I think, and hopefully people will understand this, if you're putting your happiness in material things, then I think you're setting yourself up for a difficult ending to your life, and I'm really into finding fulfillment and happiness internally with experiences and 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 connections not with material things so maybe that's where a lot of this comes from and and if i told my 19 year old self this i would have turned off this podcast i would say get out of here you know (laughs) this guy's lost it this guy's gotten soft on me but that's just how i honestly feel you know and and obviously i don't think it should ever get to the point where you're not Protecting yourself and everything you worked for, but I don't think it should be one of those things where it's it's done m- maliciously or
1: held over your head. It doesn't matter who brings in the money, you know. Your 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 significant other is, you know, maybe at home taking care of the children, allowing you, you know, to go to work maybe stress free, and she's taking care of she or he are taking care of things at home. So you know, I think it's important. To try not to one-up each other.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: it doesn't matter who's bringing in the money. Everybody has a part in, you know, the the cohesiveness of your family, the happiness of your family.
0: And here's another aspect, you know, because, again, going back to a prenup, if you're going to do the prenup, make sure the partner is... Is satisfied, and you're not being malicious to to withhold everything. Make sure there is an exit for that person that is right, that doesn't in inf- doesn't complicate your situation, that doesn't make you you know horrible. You got to be you got to if you're going to be willing to marry this person and spend the rest of your life with them. Um, you make got,
1: sure they're taken care of. You got
0: they- you got to make sure that you are respectful to them and understand that it, it may be hard for this person to to be on their own. Respect that. If you're really thinking about marriage, then respect that. And if you're not gonna respect that, then you shouldn't be thinking about marriage. And therefore their prenup shouldn't be an option.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I th- mean I'm okay I with prenups but prenups, but I also believe that, you know, everyone should be happy.
0: I'm okay with prenups if they're done right. I just yes. I've just seen um really kind of malicious prenups where it's like you get nothing and you know if you're gonna get in this relationship and we this doesn't work, goodbye. I don't think that's right. It's truly unfair. And I don't think, again, if you're thinking about marrying a person and you have that position, then don't even marry that person. Just let them know that that's how you're thinking and maybe you need to graduate or mature into a more mature mentality. If you're going to really commit to that person for the rest of their life, you don't want them to be miserable at the end.
1: Yeah, and some some, um, couples are going to decide that they're going to have separate bank accounts and stuff like that. That's not something we ever did. Um, you know, each to their own, but I still feel like if there's a big purchase, something like that, it should be a mutual decision.
0: And, and here's the thing. I think that's an, um, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's a trend that's getting more popular is separating finances and, and, you know, all that stuff. And I personally don't, Agree with that. I don't care for it, but I know I actually know people who do, and it and it seems to work great for them. Mm -hmm. For me, I just I just I'm a I like to think of us as a team, you know. And if I'm on my deathbed, I don't want my partner to feel like, um, is it okay now to go in here? Is it? Oh, I don't I don't feel that. I don't know. I I just don't. And if there is a big purchase, you got to have the respect, communication, and trust for each other to, to inform them and say, yes. this is what I really want. I'm blessed because you are not a greedy financial kind of person. You're not one that, that cares about expensive things. You're kind of like me.
1: I don't care about material things. You're a coupon clipper. Yeah. <laughs> you, you,
0: you, you get more um, satisfaction in finding a deal. Oh, yes. Th- than not. And and so I maybe it's Because of that, I have this position. But if there is a bigger financial purchase that either of us wants to make, we do kind of consult and we do talk about it. We do discuss why. And and I don't think I've ever told you no, because I don't want you to ever feel like, you know, because I truly feel without you, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And and therefore and I know your heart and I know your mind. So it never gets to that point. So it's a it's a beautiful thing. Um, Thank
1: you for that, honey. You're welcome.
0: It's the truth. It's the truth. Okay, and then here's the last one. The last of our seven rules for a healthy and happy and successful relationship. Number seven is to have fun.
1: Keep it light.
0: Keep it light. Have fun. Make your partner smile. Enjoy your time together.
1: You Um, want to like the person that you're sharing your bed with, right? I mean, that you're sharing your life with. You want to be able to you know, uh, joke around, you know, there's so many stressful situations during the day, during the week, you want to be able to like laugh a little bit, keep it humorous.
0: Absolutely. And and life is too short not to. If you are in a relationship with someone who's making it miserable or not having fun, it may be time to reassess because life is too short. Yeah. I don't want anyone out there to be 70 years old and, and think back and say, I didn't have any fun in my life. That's That to me is the definition of of not living your life to the fullest.
1: And you know what else I like that we do as well? When one of us is being moody or sharp, we kind of call each other out on it. And again, put that ego aside and say, yeah, am I being moody? And you know, am I not being nice right now? And listen to your partner. And we'll even make a joke about it. But you know, everybody's going to be unhappy sometimes. But I, I think we try for the most part to be positive and fun. We it's try.
0: A, it's important, and yeah. I, I spend—I've spent more time in my life with you than anyone else. And if you're not keeping it fun and light,
1: I'm so lucky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you wait. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. then. am I supposed to say you are? Because if I say no, you're you, not. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky. That's what I'm supposed to say. There you go. But it's true. If you're not—if you're not having fun, then talk, speak. And I'm not a world class a comedian you're definitely not a comedian Shoot,
1: i'm pretty funny i don't know what you're talking about
0: <laughs> so if but you have to find a way to still enjoy it you travel together take walks together read funny and that's another thing If 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 humor doesn't come natural to you find a book read a site watch netflix movies together i can honestly say the last in the last year we've laughed incredibly hard by watching things. It wasn't you making me laugh or me making you laugh. It was, you know, whether it was... Stand-up. Stand-up comedy yeah. specials or Facebook posts. I'll
1: send you things from a social media that I thought was hilarious.
0: Very important.
1: Yeah, laughing is... its I, I feel like it's medicine for the soul.
0: Very important. Okay, our seven rules we're going to recap real quick. Seven rules to a healthy, happy, and successful relationship. Relationship with your partner. Number one, respect. Number two, communication. Number three, trust. Number four, mutual intimacy. Number five, cohesive parenting. Number six, financial equality. And seven, have fun. Uh, that was our very first episode of the Family Rules podcast we hope you guys enjoyed it we hope you implement some of these roles and don't be hard on yourself just you know if you need to come back and listen to these to remind yourself what it takes or what we feel it takes to have a great relationship do it that's why we decided to do this podcast is to help as many as we can we've been together for 20 plus years and we've learned this we weren't perfect relationship from the day one um, we never had any serious serious issues at least I think so.
1: Yeah, we didn't. But,
0: you know, we're, we're continuing to grow and this is what we've learned so far.
1: And adding, you're the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And I want to add happiness to you as well as you want to add happiness to my life as well. I yes. think that's extremely important. And it, we try. it's a work in progress every it, day almost.
0: And I want to close with one quote because I think it's super, super important. You want to hear it? Absolutely. You know this quote. I probably do. (laughs) Okay, so this quote is from H. Jackson Brown, Jr. No relation, but he has one of the most important quotes, I I honestly think, period. And it is, marry the right person. This one decision will determine 90% of your happiness or misery. And I think that's a great way to close because for many who aren't married, You have to keep this in mind. And if you are married and you're finding yourself just completely miserable throughout, it may be who you decided to marry. And I'm never going to tell you to divorce. That's not my goal. But I want you to understand the importance that that decision has. That's it. We are closing this. Finally going to close this first episode of The Family Rules. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for joining. Make sure you subscribe. And remember, love love is is the the answer. answer.